Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Confessions of a Walking Road Cameraman. I'm your host, Pat Canavan, and I'm here with superstar Superman, Tony Wanamaker. Thank you, Pat. If you notice, I'm wearing Superman here. I got a little Batman there. And I'm not like a hybrid superhero because I have one superpower, Pat. What's that, Tony? I can make weed disappear. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> Where we're going to find out a little later. So this is uh, an amazing episode. Uh, we're going to focus in on Batman, Bond, B-movies, and Femme Fatales. Russ Meyer movies and such. Um, but before we get started, we'd really like you to either go to our website, cornrc.com, confessions of a rock and roll cameraman.com, sign up to our VIP mailing list, and we will send you the medley of the 80s novelette written by our man Tony Wanamaker. Thank you, Pat. And we will also be sending you out other things like little clips of the show that we don't show to everybody just to our special fans and then if you're on youtube hit the subscribe or like or share button send it to your friends when you're on apple spotify soundcloud and all the rest like and subscribe there too because we don't know where you are. You know, <laughs> I love we've it. got so many people all over it. the world tuning in. Yes. Watching yeah, yeah. us on YouTube, watching us on Vimeo, <clears throat> but listening to us on yeah. all these other platforms. And we want to say thanks. I totally want to say thanks yeah. for being well, part of our community. Well, we're getting feedback actually on the show from Kenya and South America, Finland and England. So awesome. Global appeal, man. I love it. So speaking of global appeal. Yeah. What is more global than our man Batman? Batman, he's, that's the ultimate, man. The yeah. Crusader, right? You. The Dark Knight. <laughs> I, so I, I, was, I was seeing that you as a kid had, oh. uh, had a great run-in with the Batmobile. Yeah. Think of the boys of summer. We're kids, right? <laughs> we're, we're, at this point, we're probably about 12 years old. Okay. And uh, All Points Bulletin go out that near our favorite confectionery, the Sherwood Smoke Shop, where I won a five-trick yo-yo award, Pat. Um, and it was the place, it was heaven for somebody in my age because it had, actually had the Corgi Batmobile and it had like the Bond Batmobile. Like in, like in the store window kind of thing? Like they, they were selling them there? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Toys. This was the place to hang out. And oddly oh. enough, Pat, uh, I got a call from a friend on his, on his uh, monkey bars and he gave me a shout. Uh, I drove by the house and said, hey, uh, the Batmobile's in town. And I went, what? Yeah. So it was parked in a trailer. Okay, uh, on Sherwood, uh, Sherwood Park, right? It was just off Young Street. Okay. Yeah. And you got to see, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was, I think it was on route to kid. the C&E. I think it was a show pony for the C&E. Uh, the series had been finished, right? Uh, and anyhow, it's 1969, right? So I'm 11, actually. And uh, it was amazing. Uh, we checked to see, and lo and behold, the lock at the back of the trailer wasn't locked. So we popped it, opened the door, and I couldn't resist, man. I went in. It was like going into the Batcave. <laughs> oh, wow. I was scared. I got up to the, uh, the, the uh, driver's side door, and I was tempted to jump in. I did remember seeing the little red bat phone in there. Fantastic, right? And uh, it had all the accoutrements. You can see it right here. If Elizabeth will shoot you the close-up. So I'm probably uh, on this side right here, and I'm tempted to jump in. But I make my way here, and I can look back 
at the trailer and I see this one little shaft of light coming in the silhouettes of my friends. And it was great because I had a really cool African-American friend, uh, Craig, and he had this super kid and play afro. It was awesome. So I could see that floating in the background, which gave me a little confidence. My friends are nearby, but I felt I was in, you know, the deep, dark cavernous cellar. And so I was scared and I cut my visit short and I split. Well, sure. I mean, you know, but I got to see the Batmobile, but I didn't go in it. You got to see the Batmobile. I've never been that close to the Batmobile. And I got to see it again. So did they, you got to see it again? Second time. Yeah. Where? This is the weird thing, Pat. And this underscores what you talk about, the weird serendipity. Uh, here I ended up south of Scotland, a place called Keswick. Keswick is uh, the British equivalent of Banff. So okay. you might expect mountaineering, you know, really expensive Starbucks. Uh, you know, some, some equipment, you know. Yeah, uh, and it's an outdoorsy place. Totally outdoorsy place. Lovely. But lo and behold, in the middle of it, man, it's sort of like what you might find in Clifton Hill in Niagara Falls. There's Pete Nelson's Automobile Museum. There's an automobile museum <laughs> yes. in Keswick. It's, and he has a stellar group of car collection. He has everything from the Monster Coach, from the Monsters. Uh, Mr. Bean's car saw that with the big padlock on it. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, for those who remember the Disney film. No way. The Austin Martin DB5. From Goldfinger, man. This is it. That's why I bought this. Actually, I bought this off Peter, right? As a souvenir. Nice. Uh, Yeah, and uh, it was incredible. And the Batmobile, brother. I came up to it again. I was so tempted to jump in, but I didn't want to wear up my welcome, and I just got there. God, do you think it was the same Batmobile? Good question. Uh, There's actually been, if I understand correctly, four or five made. There was the original model that George Barris made, right? The, okay. the famous one. Actually, Pat, it just sold for $4.65 million. I know. I hope Crazy. the check clears. Cause... <laughs> Good. Actually, uh, our friendly Elon Musk went and bought one of the uh, original uh, uh, Bond uh, cars. And he bought the Lotus Esprit, which was the submarine, the underwater submarine, okay. and a view to a kill. So everybody's interested in this stuff. And I'm a super huge fan, so I had the chance to make contact again. Peter Nelson was kind of excited and realized in a heartbeat that I'm a super fan of pop culture. Yeah. And Pat, he heard that I was diving a week earlier. I was, before I met Pete, I was in Bahamas and I was working on a show where I was diving with sharks. Pretty cool. Okay. So he, you're yeah. in the Bahamas yep. a week before going to Keswick. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. And you're doing Bond stuff. Yeah. I did Bond stuff on the side. Yeah. Well, well when I yeah. say when you're doing yeah. Bond stuff, you're yeah. diving the, yeah. near the set where the Bond, yeah. uh, what was it, was, was it Goldfinger? No, I, I, was, I, I was there uh, shooting a show, right, uh, about uh, people, the uh, fear of sharks. Okay. And when I had time off, <laughs> I grabbed another tank and I understood that not far from where I was diving was the set of Thunderbolt. Oh, Thunderball. Yes. Okay. This is where the Vulcan bomber was commandeered and, and they put it underwater. Yes. But what is his name? Emilio Largo was the nemesis, right? And uh, <laughs> so he managed to hide it and he has a nuclear, a nuclear weapon. Okay. So pretty cool. I had a chance to dive that. And what was interesting, because it's a Hollywood prop, it's mostly sea clamps and pipe. But what was very interesting, you'll see a, a scene where the, the diver, Rico Browning, spends a lot of time shooting it. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's James Bond traveling, swimming under the fuselage of the, of the jet aircraft. Okay. And uh, you see the tires are intact. And I was down there hitting the tires. They're still fine after 50 years. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. 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 
And so that must have intrigued Peter Nelson. Uh, he was totally blown away. He couldn't believe that because, you know, I talked about that and being close to the set at 20,000 leagues below the, the Disney film. So it was all pretty cool. Anyways, I guess it, it, it piqued his curiosity and his intrigue. And he said, I'm going to reciprocate, Tony. Follow me. So we had finished up the day. Okay. Yeah, this you... is leisure time. We're going to hang out. Sure. And so with his aristocrat and his convertible, right, and scarf, glasses, he drives, and I can hear Fellini music while he's driving, right? And he takes me to this bizarre, decrepit, old, uh, uh, abandoned warehouse. And I thought, what the hell am I getting into? Yeah, really? What yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Did we just turn a corner? Anyhow, I open the door, brother, he flicks on a light, and I am gobsmacked. Why? Because every Batmobile, <laughs> every Bond car in existence is in this Room, showroom. He had everything. 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 I, I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I don't know how many iterations he had of the Bond car. Because I was saying earlier, Barris made the original, and then he immediately made a copy of that. And then he had two more. So if, if I understand correctly, folks, and please write in. I want to know this. Uh, we understand there was four. There was original three copies made, right? And again, that car, the original Barris, apparently the, the Barris was one. sold in 2013 for almost five mil. And then it's been sold again in 2016. So I don't know what's whereabouts. But, wow. Yeah. Amazing. One of the most popular cars on earth. So what's great about the stories about Batman is you've met Batman. Yes, man. Yes. Tell me about meeting Batman. Well, the Batman to me, 1967, is, of course, Bruce Wayne, right? And uh, the TV series. This is wild. This is uh, an autograph I picked up in 1982. I was just a fan. C&E, man. I'm standing in line like everybody else, waiting to meet the Cape Crusader. The only thing at this point, Adam is aging a little bit, and when he took off that utility belt in a skin-tight suit, well, the rest is history. Yeah, turn yeah. a little Shatner on it. Oh, put that up for a second. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. I just, yeah. yes, look at this. <laughs> Pretty cool, That's eh? amazing. So yeah, That's so I got to meet the original cool. Bond, and then... You mean a Batman? Uh, thank you, the original Batman. Bit, B Batman, yeah. Yeah. And where did you see him? Well, I saw him at the C&E, and uh, it was just, a, it was an autograph session. It was a chance to, to meet and greet with the stars. Fantastic. What other Batman did you meet? <laughs> the next time I, I meet everybody was in 1992. Paramount Pictures was introducing a movie called School Ties. Brendan Fraser, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, right? Chris O'Donnell. I've never heard of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these four but, people were in it? But think of these Mavericks. They, they yeah. have in the stable. Unbelievable. Uh, and each, what an incredible career. But uh, in that, I met Ben Affleck, who became, in the last iteration, uh, before the new release now, uh, which, which was Batman versus Superman. So I got right. a chance to meet him as well. Very calm, quiet guy, but it was cool. In that meeting, I met the second Robin in my life which was Chris O'Donnell, who played in, in two movies, one with George Clooney, and I think with Val Kilmer. I'm not sure. Yeah. The second Robin. Yeah. Chris Don't... O'Donnell. This is the one that had the suits with the nipples. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you meet the original Robin? Yes. Check this out, folks. This is great fun, man. This is, this is amazing. That is Burt Ward, uh, 1986. And he's definitely in the Robin regalia, which is no, pretty cool. Come on. No, wait a minute. <clears throat> I'm looking at this, and yeah. he looks exactly the same as he did in 1969. And that was my impression, too. Uh, unbelievable. I don't think he's ever aged. Uh, unbelievable, right? 
That is yeah. unbelievable. And this happened. This shot is taken in a master control room on the third floor of 99 Queen Street East. And beside me, he's taking the picture, is Daniel Richler right? from the new music. <laughs> oh, now, so took, this was the new music? Yeah. Oh, okay. I took a picture of Daniel with Robin. It was really crafty. Daniel brought a really cool DC comics about Batman and Robin. And he's standing back to back with Robin as if they're both reading Batman comics. It's very clever. Oh, that is yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice, nice job, Daniel. That is cool. You'd have to <clears throat> usurp me, right? <laughs> well, Batman certainly... <laughs> I love this, though. You know, there's been so many iterations of Batman. But uh, I, I remember, I'm remembering the Simpsons episode where Adam West shows up in a car convention and he, he says, oh... And you must only know the new Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer? Ha. The only true Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, or Eartha Kitt. And I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure West. You asked me a minute ago about did I meet any of the arch nemesis of Batman and Robin. And two of the ones that I had a chance to meet at a comic convention were, of course, look at this. <laughs> Julie Newmar, right? Uh, the iconic Batwoman, we know Eartha Kitt did it. And, yeah. And uh, uh, was there, uh, uh, Mayweather uh, did it as well. But uh, she writes here, Tony, perfect. <laughs> kind of cute. Wow. Uh, and this is an intriguing character here. Uh, Frank Gorshin, who played the iconic Riddler. Amazing. Tell me about Frank. Frank was an interesting story. Uh, kind of met him a second time. I met him the first time, and I was surprised because uh, I could smell a lot of alcohol in the room. Oh. And anyways, by his comportment, I talk a lot about in the book. Uh, it wasn't a great experience, not, not so much for me for documenting, but the people he interacted with. And uh, I think he had issues with alcohol because years later, I meet him in Malibu, right? And at uh, the, the home trailer of Haji, and Haji was with... Uh, a movie called Faster Pussycat Kill Kill with Russ Meyer. Okay. Yeah. And he was dating her while he was married. So his wife is somewhere in LA and Frank Orson is there. And when I walk into this trailer, because I was thinking this might be a good place to do the interview, right? She had a lovely decor in their house. But looking at some photographs, I realized, oh, Frank is, cohabitates this place. And I'm hearing some really obnoxious sounds and grunts and yelling and things from the back of the, back of the house. Uh, immediately we thought it wasn't suitable to do the interview. And again, I think, again, alcoholism played a part in this, right? Which yeah. is sad. Sad note. That's too bad. Yeah, it is. But let's bring it back to how you got to California to talk to uh, Haji and, and this group. <laughs> I mean, first of all, yeah. Julie Newmar yeah. Yeah. looks like she's from, a, in that outfit, looks like she's from a Russ Myers film. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. kind of well, hot for the time. And, and, and how apropos, Pat, because Russ Meyer, you know, was the king of big boob movies. He was the, the driving king. He, he loved, that was his thing. If you, you, you read about Russ Meyer, he looks, for, he looks for leads, female leads who have big boobs. Yeah. That's his thing. And one of the most famous of uh, femme fatales right here, and it's hard to get it, and we'll cut to that close-up, but you can see right here, this is Tura Santana, that's Lori Williams, and that's Haji. Right, Haji's actually Canadian, um, and so these gals comprise the, the famous Russ Meyer film, uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. And what's cool, she's a black belt, she knows Aikido, and she can really kick a guy's ass. What part of your career got you involved with that group? 
it was a really weird circumstance. And I was sitting at my desk, I'm at Space the Imagination Station. I'm bored to tears today. And I look to my right, and honest to goodness, right up there is a poster saying, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Like the title alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, amazing. And I went, I, I was, I'm a film major, so I was, I was perplexed that I didn't know who Russ Meyer was. I certainly knew Roger Corman, right? So I go, oh, get on the internet, Google. Next thing you know, I'm communicating. I'm pen pals now with Tura. And when I started communicating, I set up, in, uh, I, and I set up to do a documentary with her group. And uh, she was obliging, and we met, <laughs> we met in Los Angeles, and the first shot of the day was I had her on a big Harley Davidson. Okay. Right? She's a grandma, and I thought it looked pretty cool, right, to see this vixen up there. And don't forget, now look again closely. Notice her black hair in the bangs. She was, she was dating Elvis Presley at the time. How the heck did she go with Right? Her? Did you notice Priscilla Presley had to look like that at one point? There's a reason. Yeah. How did, how did she meet... Elvis Presley. Well, she was dating Elvis Presley because she was a burlesque dancer, right? And that's how actually Elvis appropriated some of the moves. Not only did he karate on stage, he practiced dancing by following her burlesque moves, right? No way! Yeah. So she was working the show and working what, three shows a day. And one guy walked up to Tura one day and said, Hey, look, if you don't marry me, I'm going to kill myself. She went, Whoa, maybe that's... I'll stay away from this, right? Yeah, you don't want to marry no. somebody like that. No. So she went up, did a show, but he went out in the parking lot and blew his head off. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, lots of pandemonium ensued. She's outside. People can't believe what's happening. <laughs> in rolls a convertible, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. In rolls a convertible. And in it, man, the guy with the pompadour, Elvis Presley, sends her. And she goes, oh, Elvis, guess what happened? He explained the situation to him. He goes, screw that, baby. Hop in. Let's go for a ride. And that was it. <laughs> and that was it. Now, I asked her a question, and she misconstrued it, but the answer was awesome. And I asked her a question, and she responded. She got all blush and all red. And I said, how was he? <laughs> how? She misconstrued that. And she said, oh, he was all man. <laughs> I went, whoa. Oh, okay. You, you, I was Elvis as a person. <laughs> so she thank thought. you for that. So now you know, right? <laughs> that's, that's just hilarious. <laughs> right? Oh, God. And I'm an Elvis fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's amazing. So you're interviewing her. Yeah. And um, you're interviewing her uh, about the movies. And I guess you're going to, what, are you going to be starting to play these films? On the yes. Show? And as you can see here, this was a special. We sort of packaged the show called Boozomania, right? Kind of cool. <laughs> Makes sense. And we played on both Sex TV and Driving Classics, right? But yeah, it made a feature. But the cool thing is to get these gals and everybody else online, Yeah. right? I had, to, uh, I had to hook up and say that I was vetted by a producer named Roger Corman, the Pope of pop cinema. Yeah. Roger Corman. Yeah. He wow. just happened to launch the careers of Ron Howard, James Cameron, uh, Jack Nicholson, Robert De Niro. Uh, it's incredible, his legacy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, so you told them that, oh, Corman's on, on side. Yeah, because he was kind of, sort of, maybe, but it was, it was really pending. So I went with it. It was good enough to go. And I managed to get a lot of people to come on side and do this documentary, right? Which is really cool. Oh, great. But, but so I ended up... Meet? So yeah, so how do, you, how do you meet Corman? Like, well, what do you do? Before meeting Corman, the gals all convened and they decided it'd be pretty cool to invite Paul and I out to a Hollywood party. Paul. Paul Graton, who was the general manager of Space, who was my sidekick, right? He's my, he's my Robin on this. When I get back to Toronto, I'm his Robin. But uh, he was great because he was a child psychologist. He's a per perfect person to do the interviews 
Really? So yeah. you went with the GM? Yeah, who knew all about all about uh, uh, pop culture and all about B movies. Oh, that must have been very interesting. Totally. His 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 lexicon of knowledge was impressive, particularly when we start talking to Roger Corman and we could dispel some myths, right? Which is great. So so where do they, I got to talk about this, yeah. right? Because yeah. you said you were on your way to a party. Yeah. Hollywood party. <laughs> Tell me, in the 80s? You got a flash. Yeah, it's great. You got a flash. Uh, no, uh, this is much later. This is, sorry, brother. This is 2003. Oh, 2003. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. sophisticated yeah. Hollywood yeah. party. Yeah. Almost digital. But uh, the retinue of, of good folks, you loved uh, lots of ex-playmates. And my favorite was uh, Cynthia Myers, Miss Holy Toledo, December 1968. Holy Toledo, right? Uh, you got to flash a picture, right? She's the... She... God blessed her. Yeah, it was awesome. She's really cute, lovely girl. And she kept pulling me out with her BFF to, to smoke some awesome California gold. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. But great party ensued. Gals all having fun. And I got to get some shots. Yeah. So I managed to convince Lori, Haji, and Tura to put on some S&M type gear. So I got the gals in stilettos with the riding crop. And I've got grandmothers walking down to Panga Canyon, right, as the sex vixens, right? It was great for the show. This is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So to cap it off, brother, I noticed one guy at the party. He seemed to be excited about everything. Sure. Just got red all the time, right? Well, yeah, who right. wouldn't be? <laughs> and so I thought, he's perfect. And, and so we lined everybody up, and I put this good fellow right in front of Tura and Hodge and everybody. Yeah. Tura winks at me because we're on the same page on this one. And so she's got the riding crop, gives him a little tap, and he gets so red. Oh, man. Right? You weren't on the same page. You were on the same center. <laughs> Maybe, right? <laughs> so I said to the guy, take your shirt off. <laughs> Gone. I thought, it, I thought it was maybe a tearaway. It maybe had Velcro. Oh, no. Gone. Oh, God. Gone. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was in a show. Anyways, he's pretty red now. So as I'm rolling this end credit, Tura keeps whacking him with the writing credit. And all you see is his face going. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood party, man. Right? Oh, cool. love it. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. love it. So I had to cap it off. I had to cap off the whole thing because the, uh, the piece of that resistance, that crescendo, is meeting the Pope of Pop cinema, Roger Corman. Roger Corman, yeah. yeah. So, so what happens? Well, finally get a yes from Roger Corman. And I'm talking to his uh, associate, and she's on the phone and telling me that Roger uh, would love to do it, but it's a thousand bucks. Oh, okay. So he wants so, money. Yeah, I'm in driving classics. We sure. don't have any money, so I'm forthright. And I explained that, but I said, hey, look, please tell Roger I know a great place, burger place off Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I'll buy him a great burger, shakes, and I'll tell him, fantastic Canadian jokes. <laughs> I get a call back in half an hour and I'm driving up to the desert because I'm out there to meet Fred the Hammer Williamson, who was a, a great star in black exploitation films. So I was going to kind of mine that genre. Okay, so you were on our way to see Fred the Hammer. Flying out there, man. Convertible. I got the roof off. I'm, I'm enjoying California, right? Right. My boss beside me. This is great. Uh, I get the call and they said, yes, Tony, Roger will do the interview. No problem. An hour and a half from now. For the uh, burger? This is great. Oh, by the way, Roger's okay without the burger. Oh, he's not going to go for the burger. No, but he'll give you the interview. So, wow, we have to think fast. So I said, I was chicken shit. I didn't want to call Big Fred. Okay, I guess not. He's a big guy. So I made a deal with Paul. I said, here's the deal. If I get the okay for Corman, I drive his back. I'll pull a Yui, right? Uh, you got to call him. Oh, sure. Psychologist. Put him on the phone. 
So we did that, and I'm on my way to see Roger Corman. Amazing. So you're back down. You're heading back down to LA. Yeah, yeah. And what happens? So we get in. We have one-on-one time with him, and Paul, knowing as much as he does, which is fantastic choice. And uh, kudos to you, Paul, uh, knew everything about Roger Corman. Oh, this is great. And so there were certain, this, uh, you know, don't forget, Roger Corman came up with some great titles like Attack of the Crab People, you know, she, was it She God of uh, a Shark Attack? And my favorite is uh, The Man with the X-Ray's Eyes, The Man with the X-Ray Eyes, Ray Milan. So really cool stuff. Uh, it was just needing, really cool to be with somebody who was... You know, when you're growing up in film school, this is the guy, the independent filmmaker who made it all happen and, and launched tons of careers, uh, story career himself. And he's, he's still with us. I think he's like 96 now. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Good for you, yeah. Roger. Thank you so much again. And I will buy you that damn burger. Can I ask, what is the burger place? I, I, and I don't remember the name of it. I just always remember the decor and it looked like futuristic 50s. So you can imagine me, it looked like a spaceship. So that intrigued me, anything shiny, right? <laughs> and uh, the waitresses wore a period sort of cocktail as you'd find at a soda jerk bar, which I thought was really cool. I love the nostalgia. And the burgers, almost as good as Canadian ones. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you can't beat Canadian beef. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> Tony, I want to thank you for this episode. Thank you, man. I mean, what a ride. Yeah. We went from Batman, <clears throat> Batmobile, <laughs> Batman again, yeah. Robin, Bond, Cars, uh, faster pussycat, kill, kill. Now you're the Cape Crusader. The hybrid. The hybrid Cape right. Crusader, absolutely. Because Make guess me what? Disappear. <laughs> uh, these two, uh, these two superheroes don't actually get along, Superman and Batman. But more on that in another episode. So again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the Corn RC community. And thanks to Tony for these stories. Please, again, like, subscribe, share it with your friends, and tune in for some new episodes coming up because we're going to have some giveaways and some other awesome things. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. We'll see you next time.